From the PSIA, AASI Mobile Studios at Huntley Lodge, Big Sky Resort, Montana, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair, and uh, we have got Steve Martin joining us, director of the Liberty Mountain Snow Sports School. Steve, how did you get 10% of the participants to come out here to National Academy? I think it's amazing. Uh, I think it's something to do with the culture of our school. Um, when I took over the school 16 years ago, I replaced a lady by the name of Lindy, Linda Steinley. She created a culture where becoming a better skier instruct, and instructor and taking part in training was just what you did. And it's just carried over over all of those years. I've carried the torch. She taught me well. Um, we have a whole bunch of really dedicated staff members who are seeking out training to become better all the time. We have great attendance at the Eastern Divisions Pro Jam every year. And this event itself is, I mean, everybody knows what an incredible event it is. The opportunity to ski at a mountain like this with the national team members, it's just incredible. And for us, it started with just a few people coming way back in the early 90s. And each year, all of us started selling other people word of mouth how great the event was, is, and now we've grown to where we have 27 participants here this week. You know, it's funny how much I hear Liberty. Uh, Emily Spiker was just on. I just chatted with her, and she said she started out at Liberty. Uh, she just got her Cert three at age 70. And it was very obvious uh, how important training was to her and, and such a big part of her career. How do you instill that attitude with your staff? I, I, like I said, I think it's a historic issue where Linda laid the groundwork. Um, we provide many, many opportunities for our staff. We, we absolutely have um, daily trainings three times a day that we have clinics going out, sometimes more on weekends. We, even though we're a small school, a big school in a small mountain in south central Pennsylvania, um, we have an overall staff of just about 400 people. And But on that staff, we have five ed staff members, two former ed staff members, and all people who have grown up through our training program. Well, Steve, we've got a, a few of your instructors here joining us. Spike Morningstar, it was a pleasure speaking with you last year at National Academy, and good to have you back. Thank you. Um, what is it about Liberty and, and, and teaching there that, that really appeals to you? Well, I can just tell you that when I first became an instructor there, there were numerous people came up to me and said, Spike, get your level one so that you can go to Pro Jam. And fortunately for me, I did pay attention to them. And I went. I have missed very few since then. And what I tell all new people is that very same piece of advice because it's excellent advice. One year I broke my arm and couldn't go to Pro Jam. So I saw this National Academy thing and I thought, that's not me, I'm not good enough to do that. These people were unbelievable skiers. I said, oh, maybe I'll try. Oh, it opened a whole new world. I love it, what bookends? Pro Jam to begin, National Academy to end the year. What better thing can you do? How long have you been teaching? 20 years. I'm one of the new ones at Liberty. You are? Okay. Yeah, no, not really. <laughs> and has your 20 years all been at Liberty? Oh, yes. Every, every time. All, all the time. And, again, tell us about the structure of the lessons there, Steve. If you could uh, – people have about an hour and a half to go through a lesson. I mean, instructors are really busy on, on weekend days, I take it. We do. We, our company um, owns the three closest ski areas to Washington, D.C. and Baltimore. So we're very busy day areas um, that uh, – teach a lot of beginners I mean a whole lot of beginners and we do it in an hour and a half um, and we have a great hill um, for teaching beginners nice gentle terrain slow low level lift 
it's really a great place to teach. We teach a lot. We typically will teach somewhere between 28 and 35,000 beginners every year. Um, and we have a retention rate of, of just about 30%, which is well above the industry um, standard. Um, we work really hard to stay there. We spend a lot of time teaching beginners. And I'm, I'm always proud to say that those five ed staff members that I talked about, they teach beginners as well. They're, they're not held back for some VIP kind of people. They go out and take beginners groups themselves. Now, Shelly, you are relatively new to ski instruction, correct? Yes, it's my uh, second season. And uh, here I've skied with you for three days, and I don't know your last name, and you didn't wear your badge, so Shelly. Shelly Shepard. Thank you. <laughs> so, Shelly, what's been your opinion of National Academy as, as someone fairly new to this? Uh, this is my third National Academy. My first one, I came as a guest, and um, I, I lucked up and was able to to ski with um, to you know to ski with the groups, um, and then the next year I wanted to definitely participate. And so, just like Spike said, I had to work and get my um, my level one, and um, and also you know to become an instructor at Liberty. You know, I skied at Liberty for about four or five seasons before that. And, you know, I would arrive at 8.30 in the morning, and around noon you, you get bored skiing by yourself, and then you come to the front side, and there's, you know, I would, you know, ask if I could volunteer, you know. And so I said, ah, maybe it's time I learn to teach, you know, make myself useful. And that seems and like it could be overwhelming because you have so many people that are there. Um, what is it about the job that really appeals to you? Um... It's the people. Um, Liberty is, 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 is like a family, and there's lots of them. I mean, people come up on the weekends and uh, weeknights, and they come back year after year. Liberty's got a really dedicated staff. I mean, they just, you know, the Liberty instructors just love to instruct. So it's, it's contagious. Keep Steve. Now, Steve, what do you look for at a hiring clinic? What are the most important qualities, traits to you and a new instructor? Uh, it, it's absolutely incredibly important for us to have great people skills, um, be dedicated to good guest services. In my first National Academy, which I think was back in 1990, I skied with Dave Miriam for um, three of the days of that academy, and he uses a comment that he says all the time that he hires smiles and he can teach turns. And I kind of made that part of my mantra over time. We're looking for people that are, I mean, hopefully they're going to be intermediate or better skiers, but we're, we're more importantly looking for people that know how to take care of people. And we can, that's what we teach skiing for a living so it's easy for us to get them to be a good enough skier down the road and even some years we'll hire people that have great people skills but don't have such good skiing skills and we just bring them on as a trainer we really bust their tails trying to make them better skiers and once they achieve a, a minimal standard we put them right out with the guests but without a doubt the smiles and customer services are the most important part of it and spike how do you keep that attitude that positive attitude throughout a really busy trying day well, you're out there to please customers, and you have to keep that in mind. Um, I really, really enjoy teaching people to ski. And I know that when I've had enough, and I tell my supervisor, I need a break, I can get a break. But generally, I don't have to get very many. Occasionally, you gotta ask the customer, do you mind if I take five minutes before your private lesson and go back to that little boy's room? Because it would really be important to me. And most Absolutely of them are very nice. not. <laughs> and so you do that, and, and then you make the customer as happy as you possibly can. And um, I know when I started, I was a terrible skier. 
I was a Z turner. I thought that's how you turned. And I think Steve will agree. I don't do Z turns anymore. <laughs> I'm a relatively good skier. I'm approaching level two. Not there, but I'm getting closer. Steve, and would you agree? I, I, I'll give him that, that, give him that credit. <laughs> and what do you attribute that to? Tremendous training at Liberty. I've made myself available to the training, listened. I've come to lots of events. I do Pro Jam many, most years. I do, I've done National Academy many years. And I just keep learning how to be a better skier and picking up new tr things. I picked up a thing today that will probably give me at least a reasonable chance of making level two now that I wasn't doing before, and then, but now I do. If I can keep it, I've got a shot at level two. We don't send people to exams without us knowing they will pass. So you're very feeling that every, people are really prepared when they go to take an exam. We, we, as long as they're willing to put in the work and the effort, we will absolutely give them the time to help prepare them. I, I mentioned before we have five ed staff members. We have about 40 level threes, and then we have probably somewhere right around 100 level twos at this point. So a, a, a little over a third of our staff has either a level one or level two certification. But like I said, we put a lot of time into it. We're there for the staff if they want to prepare, if they want to have the coaching and the training. As long as they're willing to do their part, we'll do everything we can to help them be successful. And when you hire someone, uh, is it pretty implied that it's mandatory to attend a certain number of trainings throughout a season? How do you handle that? We do. We, we, we introduced the concept early on that there's at least six clinics during the course of the year they have to participate in. The vast, vast majority of them will attend 26 versus six. Um, we also, from the very first day we meet them, when we do our, our instructor training course, we start out into one day indoors. From the very first day, we're preaching PSIA Aussie. We're talking about that that's the organization we work with, that's the curriculum that we teach, that's the, um, what we believe will offer our guests the best possible product and the fastest way to becoming a lifelong skier. So we do that from the very first day we meet them. Now, Shelly, what's your uh, side job aside from ski instruction? I'm a uh, graphic designer. And what was it like for you to make the time commitment to take this on? Uh, I spent every weekend at Liberty anyway. Oh. <laughs> but I, you didn't I, have I to go through training or things like that. So. Well, like I said, I, I started about um, six years ago. And whenever we went on um, weekend trips or uh, a week trip, I'd, we'd, be, I'd be, we'd be skiing with... Um, about six Liberty instructors. So I had the privilege and, um, you know, to ski with instructors on vacation for the last six years. So they've kind of been training me um, all along anyway. And it seems like uh, the Liberty people that I've seen out here, and Spike, I want some input from you on this as well, but it seems like you're all very close. I mean, it seems like a tight-knit group and that you're, it's a bunch of friends that are out here. We definitely um, yeah, keep in touch with um, with people in the summertime. I mean, uh, some of we get together and um, kayak and bicycle ride. Uh, we look forward to seeing each other. Yeah, you know, there, there are definitely uh, groups, you know, various groups, and the groups interconnect. And um, absolutely, it's like a family. And Steve, I kind of want to uh, touch on this a little bit more. 
Um, but do you encourage that? I mean, 400 people on the staff, and I mean, are we just seeing a small sampling, or is that really the attitude among most of your staff that you really encourage people to do things together? We do. Um, it's uh, again, it's a cultural thing. Um, I don't have to do much of it with the veterans. They, it, it's it's in place with that crew, and as, every year as we bring a new crew on, um, again. Um, the, on the first day we meet them, we talk about how important the social aspect of this job is. If you're going to keep doing this long term, you mentioned it before, it's not easy work. And especially I have such great respect for the part-timers who work a regular full-time job five days a week, and then they give up their whole weekend to come and help us out and work with our customers. And so I have such great respect for those guys because once we open to once we close, they don't have a day off. And then we have those full-timers that are there six days a week, usually eight or nine hours a day. I have such incredible respect for all those people. But what we tell people how demanding the job is, but we also tell the, the people how rewarding the job is. It's rewarding in terms of being able to share your passion with someone, but it's also rewarding the number of great people that you meet that you would not otherwise ever have the opportunity to meet in your lifetime. So we focus on that, again, when we start the indoor session, we do the top 10 reasons that you would want to be a ski instructor. And the top one is the people that you will meet. And we emphasize that piece, and we really try to pull the first-year people into the existing social events that we have going on. And frequently, that, in, in, that fun social event is stopping in at the tavern at 5.30 on Saturday evening after you've worked your tail off all day and just in a, a, enjoying a few adult beverages together and telling war stories from whole day, all day long. Now, Spike, I'd like you to expound on this a little bit. You're a 20-year vet. I have a good story. Well, and a lot of times, uh, and Shelly, I want your input here too, um, but it seems like the vets can almost become cliquish. I mean, I'm with my friends, and it, sometimes it's hard to reach out and bring in the new instructors, and, and that's such an important part of what we do. I want to go a little different role. Eleven years ago, I discovered my wife had ovarian cancer, and I knew that I would not be able to fulfill my six-day-a-week job. So I came up to find Steve, and he was out on the golf course because he's golf's golf director also. And I told him, I said, Steve, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to be here every day because Sharon has ovarian cancer, and uh, I may not be able to make it. And he said, that's okay. So then I said, um, well, you know, I might you know, be over there at Christmas. And he said, Spike, it's okay. Be here when you can. When she passed away five years later, they were all over me. I couldn't, I wouldn't have gotten through that without them. That's the culture we have. And Steve, how does that make you feel that you've done such a good job of, of really building that culture and bringing these people together? Well, obviously, hearing those kinds of stories are really rewarding, and um, I could tell you. 10 or 15 others that are almost that dramatic and you know know that that made that big a difference um, for everyone. I, I mentioned before, I, I'd be remiss in not mentioning, Linda Steinle created this culture. I was her technical director for, and one of her supervisors for many years before she finally had to leave the position. But she created that environment. The other piece is our resorts like that. We have a resort that is that way. Other departments, we interact with other departments a great deal and do lots of things together, but we also help each other a lot. 
I've had the great good fortune of having two general managers that absolutely value the ski and snowboard school. They know how much we have to offer to the guests. So they support that training program just like I support that training program. But, you know, we have a crazy busy. We do a special program for kids from D.C. schools. And they would never have the opportunity to ski, but we bring them up um, a couple days well, over the course of the year. It's about 30 different days that they come as groups. And they usually come as pretty large groups, 150, 200 kids at a time. We don't just let those kids go to the rental shop and let the rental shop folks um, fend for themselves. Our entire teaching staff goes to the rental shop and helps the kids get in boots and helps the kids work their way through an environment that they've never had the opportunity to see before. And then as they leave the rental shop, we pick them up and take them out. So I'm proud of the crew and as how I feel about it. I love them. And, and it's an easy, easy job to do because of the people that I have around me and am able to work with all the time. Now, in conclusion, I'd really like to hear from each of you what your feeling of providing good guest services, and I don't want a canned response, but really what, what personally to you, you like to do that ensures that your guests have a good time. Spike, let's start with you. Well, Liberty has a program called the Liberty has a program called the FISH program. And we want people, when they rate us, to give us eight, nines, and tens. Anything lower than that is really not acceptable. And I want to be a part of that. I talked to a lady the other day on the lift, and she said she'd had a bad lesson. And I said, wait a minute, I've got a few minutes. Would you ski one run with me? And I showed her a few things, and she was, I made her happy. So that's the kind of thing we want. I'm disappointed she didn't have as good a lesson as she could have, but I saw that she didn't, and I tried to make up for it. And I think that's the attitude of liberty. Shelley? I, I had a similar experience uh, this winter. There was a, a woman out there. She was throwing her skis and kicking them. She was not happy, um, but it wasn't with Liberty. It was, um, I think, with her partner. You know, she just didn't want to ski. And I, you know, I said, is there anything I can do that will you know, help you have a better time. Um, well, her, she answered in the negative, but, um, but you, have to, you have to reach out to, to everybody that's there. And um, like uh, Steve said, I'm a smiler. Um, you know, I like to greet people, have random conversations. Um, when you see people are nervous, you know, try to you know, calm them down and you know, let them know they're gonna have a good time. You know, keep smiling. You also have to encourage them to smile. Steve? Well, I think it, Kind of, for me, it's all about whatever it takes to leave the resort that day wanting to come back again. Whether they're a beginner, whether they're a veteran, having not only our ski and snowboard staff, but our entire company staff do whatever it takes to make those guys happy. Um, we have a thing that we talk about, be there for the customer. So if, you know, we tell, we tell the, the guys that are working in the parking lot, if you see a young mom getting out of the car with two or three kids and trying to handle all the equipment stuff, go, to, go help her, walk her in, do those kinds of things. Which it's, it's about meeting people's needs. And not everybody coming through the door has the same needs. So it's kind of reading what they need and trying to develop a program around them. And we work really hard at that, and I think for the most part we're pretty successful. And in conclusion, I'd like just a, a little tip from each of you for someone maybe who's new to the, the industry, new to the profession, uh, about becoming a long-term instructor steve i think is that the key part is getting engaged with the people and the culture 
you know, don't be that person that kind of stands off to the side. Take, participate in clinics that are going out. Participate in events like this where you get to meet people from all over the country. I have so many friends for, that I have met at this, like I said, I mentioned earlier, you, in this profession, you meet people that you would never, ever have the opportunity to meet in any other kind of profession. And when you come back to an event like this every year or to our Pro Jam in the East, it's like a reunion every time you come. And so getting involved with the people that are involved, there are so many great people in this industry, so many people that can be your mentor, so many people that can be your trainer. And it doesn't always have to be a national team guy. I love the national team guys. Anytime I have the opportunity to ski with one of them, and I don't care who it is, I jump at that opportunity. But there are lots of other great mentors in your own ski schools. And for you to spend time with and have them guide you along the way, I, 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 one person I did want to mention in this whole thing, our biggest salesperson in our school, is, his name is Steve Kling, and he is uh, the technical director for the school, and he's been teaching skiing for over 40 years, and he's still as enthusiastic about it today as he was 40 years ago. He hasn't always been with us, but when, most of the time he's been with us. But he is probably re responsible for more people attending Pro Jam individual people attending Pro Jam and more people individually attending this event than anyone that I know. He is out there selling the events and selling the training all the time. Great guy to work with. Shelley? I, um, to piggyback on, you know, Steve said everything that I would like to have said, but um, at, at my level, uh, I'm a level one uh, instructor. When I come to Pro, well, to Pro Jam and to uh, National Academy, you're in a group with with fantastic instructors from around the country, and um, and there's all various levels, and they're all in their co you know coaching each other, and I, I enjoy having two coaches or three coaches. You know, some people don't, but I really enjoy it and get a lot out of it. Spike, well, I enjoy when I help other people in our ski school, and and in general, I like to help people, and I always tell them this is not a free service. I charge for this, and the charge is you need to help three other people. And I take that very seriously, and I think it, it just is fun to, to help people. And it gives me something to do. I love teaching. I was a teacher for 31 years, and now I've been a ski instructor for 20, and I like it to keep going as long as I possibly physically can do it. Steve, any words for us in conclusion? Hey, I just think I'm a really lucky man to found out about all this 38 years ago and, and have the opportunity to have the, the ability to go to work and at work share something that I'm passionate about with others and to be surrounded by the kind of people that I've been surrounded by both within my own school and with the people that I've met across the country. I couldn't be much luckier than that. Shelley Shepard, Spike Morningstar, Steve Martin, thanks very much for taking the time to chat with us. Hey, thank you. Thank George. you. Thanks. From the PSIA AASI Mobile Studios at Huntley Lodge, Big Sky Resort, Montana, 2018 National Academy, I'm George Thomas.